Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight I will be your guide as we delve into the history of Rhea, the mother goddess of Greek mythology. We will follow her through her childhood, her marriage, and the sacrifice she made to save her son Zeus on the beautiful island of Crete. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to relax and find peace and comfort in the place that we are in, here and now. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the soft, cozy surface you are sleeping on. Here and now, there are no obligations. There are no responsibilities. There is no to-do list. By simply closing your eyes and listening to the sound of my voice, you are allowing your mind and body to rest and relax. Anything else you are seeking will come in time. With your eyes closed and your body sinking deeper and deeper into the plush, comfortable bed, I want you to try and picture something with me. You are lying on the beach of a lush, beautiful island in the Mediterranean. You are resting on the sand on a plush, cozy towel. And all around you, there are stunning sights to see. To your right, the turquoise waters gently lap against the warm sand, leaving simmering trails of foam in their wake. To your left, the picturesque countryside rises to a tall peak. As far as the eye can see, mountains extend to the horizon, reaching up as if they're trying to kiss the sky. You roll your hand off the towel, allowing your fingers to sink into the sand beside you. The warmth and weight of the sand relaxes your hands, truly taking away any tension that you have been carrying there. As you gaze up at the beautiful blue sky, something miraculous happens. A cottony cloud slowly begins to descend from the sky. You see the breeze blowing through the cloud, rustling the plumes of mist within it like leaves on a tree. By the time the cloud reaches you, it is about the size of a basketball. It hovers just over your head, and to your surprise, 
it's radiating a lovely, calming warmth. Ever so slowly, the cloud descends until it is brushing against the crown on your head. It sends a ripple of warmth down through your body, starting at your crown and working its way down over your eyebrows, your eyes, your mouth and shoulders. Your tongue falls away from the roof of your mouth. Your jaw unclenches and your eyes relax, no longer tightly shut, just simply closed. Your shoulders come down from your ears, giving you true space to unwind. The warmth continues down your body. You feel it ripple in your chest. As it does, you find yourself breathing a bit more deeply. Your heartbeat slows down to a gentle, natural pace as it, too, relaxes. Any knots or tension you are feeling in your stomach disappears. This warmth journeys down over your arms and your legs. Your hands unfurl and lie softly on the toasty sand completely at rest. With your body now untethered to the stresses of the day, you watch as the cloud floats back up, 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 up into the sky, joining the others against the bright blue backdrop. A bright blue backdrop that promises you there are brilliant things ahead. Now that we have taken the time to unwind and find peace and comfort in the place that we are in, here and now, let us begin our sleep story. In the beginning there was only chaos. From the chaos emerged the inimitable Gaia, the Earth, destined to become the beautiful, wild place that it is today. It was Gaia who created the Earth. It was Gaia who was the Earth. She then brought forth the starry heavens, Uranus, equal to herself, someone who could cover her every side and ensure that the gods had a place to go. Knowing the earth needed to be filled with beauty, with seas, with mountains, with trees, with art, Gaia and Uranus gave birth to eighteen children the most important of all, some would argue, were the Titans themselves, 
These twelve titans were Oceanus, Chios, Cryus, Hyperion, Iapetus, Cronus, Theia, Rhea, Themis, Nemosyne, Phoebe, and Thetis. Though Gaia and Uranus were all powerful beings, they were far from perfect. When Gaia looked upon the titans that she brought into the world, her heart soared in ways she never could have imagined. The love she felt was the most powerful, the sweetest that she had ever experienced. Simply holding her children in her arms was enough to bring her to tears. But Uranus did not have the same experience. When he looked upon his children, his powerful, talented children, all that Uranus saw was a threat to his power over the world. Already, he had to share his divine power and control with his wife. The idea of sharing that with his children was too overwhelming, and it shrunk his ego in an undeniably crippling way. One night, Gaia tended to her children in a peaceful chamber atop Mount Othrys. She sang to them, telling stories and enjoying their company. It was as though a void had been filled in her heart, something that Uranus did not comprehend. As night crackled across the sky and everyone slowly became drowsy, Gaia rose to her feet to kiss her children goodnight. But she didn't have a chance to. Uranus entered the room in a whirlwind of dizzying power. Before Gaia could say anything, before the children could react, Uranus scooped up his children and spirited them away, imprisoning them deep within Mount Othrys. Gaia was devastated and furious with her husband. His fear of losing power was so great that he had no concerns for his family. And as a result, Gaia grew to have no concerns for him. Deep within Mount Othrys, the children found themselves in a cavern. Rhea, one of the kindest of all the Titans, tended to her emotional siblings, offering them comfort and support in the trying, challenging time. Her gentle energy and soothing nature was known to all of the Titans. 
Being in her presence brought a sense of peace, even in the most challenging of situations. Her warm, honey-colored eyes always seemed to sparkle when she looked at others, assuring them that they would be okay. Opposite of her, Cronus, the youngest of the Titans, was taking another approach. He comforted his brothers by promising them that they would act against their father and claim his throne, ensuring that they would always be free. Some of the brothers and sisters were hesitant, but Cronus remained resolute. He knew what had to be done. Late one night, Gaia descended to visit her children. Cronus clung to his mother, telling her of his desire to overthrow Uranus. Gaia looked upon her children with a sense of pride. She knelt before them, speaking in whispers as they devised a plan together to overthrow Uranus and live peaceful lives once more. She gave Cronus a sickle, telling him to strike his father with it in order to gain his power. It was a big ask of Cronus, but he had no hesitations. He and his beloved siblings deserved to be free. As the hour of the plot approached, a touch of anxiety rose within the family. Some paced, some spoke of their concerns that the plan would not work, that it would make things ever worse for them. But it was Rhea who calmed them time and time again, with her warm, low whispers she promised everyone that this would work out, that their plan would bring them to the sunlight once more. Pursuing her plan, Gaia called upon Uranus, urging him to come down where the children had been imprisoned. Cronus lay in wait, the sickle firmly grasped in his hands. When his father approached, he extended the sickle, striking his father and knocking him from his position of power forever. The Titans found themselves free once more. With a position of power to be filled, Cronus happily took on his father's title, ruling over the cosmos. For several years after, things were peaceful. The Titans spent many days meandering around beautiful Mount Othrys, 
they were often lounging in the sun and exploring the nearby forests, marveling at all the abundance the world had to offer. They found peace within their roles and with each other, and eventually, several of them found love. Soon after Cronus took the throne, he called Rhea to meet him on the edge of the mountain one afternoon. She made her way up the long, winding stone staircase that wrapped around to the peak of the mountain. The mountain breeze danced against her skin, giving her a chill even in the light of the brightly setting sun. She wrapped a shawl around her shoulders, quickening her steps up the stairs to meet Cronus on top. At the same time, however, she couldn't peel her eyes away from the beauty all around her. She loved the way the sun painted the sky, a beautiful array of pinks, purples, oranges, and reds. She dreamt of bottling it up, of carrying it everywhere with her, of lounging in it until the end of time. There was nothing more beautiful than the sunset. That's what she thought, at least. Cronus stood on the mountain watching Rhea, admiring her as she admired the sun. He couldn't help but think to himself that nothing was more beautiful than her. There was no sunset that could compare, no warmth it could give off that even came close to the warmth she brought with her everywhere she went. Rhea stepped up onto the platform at the peak of the mountain. The moment she did, a gust of wind blew across rustling her hair and fluttering her stark white dress. The white dress popped against the deep blue sky, and though her hair grew messy, Cronus couldn't stop a smile from rising on his lips. Rhea was taken aback upon seeing Cronus, she had always admired his leadership abilities, always loved the way he spoke so simply and easily to others. She brought people comfort through her words, her bravery, and her presence. He brought them comfort through his careful planning and meticulous nature. She had never thought of Cronus romantically, and yet 
that calm afternoon, looking at him against the glowing backdrop of an orange sky, something clicked inside of her. Cronus took her hand gently, in a way he knew he could never do with anyone else. Rhea brought out something in him that he had never felt before. They talked atop the mountain in low whispers to one another. They knew no one could hear them, and yet they craved the intimacy of that closeness, the intimacy of a secret shared. They talked about the world and the future of it. They talked about the time they spent imprisoned. They talked about the other titans, about the beauty of the world they'd help create. And as the sun crept the last few inches over the horizon, their conversation shifted. Cronus paused to take in the sight of those last rays of light reaching up into the heavens, those streaks of orange and pink that simply took his breath away. When he saw those rays of light reflected in Rhea's eyes, he knew what he had to do. He took her by the hand once more and asked her to be his wife, to rule over this world with him. Rhea looked out over the world with him for a few more minutes in silence. She savored the feeling of the breeze against her skin, savored the way that Cronus looked at her with such admiration, much like how he looked at the world. And, with no more hesitation, she nodded with tears in her eyes, agreeing to marry him. Their wedding was not attended by anyone else, nor was it a very official ceremony. They stood atop the mountain in the light of the rising sun only a few hours later. As it painted the landscape, the mountains, the sea in a golden glow, they vowed to rule everything it shone over together, to love one another, to care for one another. And just like that, their union was born. For several months, they lived blissful, love-filled lives. They both awakened with the sun every morning 
and spent much time sitting on the edge of the universe, soaking it all in. Sometimes they wouldn't speak to one another for hours. They would just watch the world go by in a serene silence. Rhea was deeply happy. Most days, she'd bid her husband farewell with a kiss on the cheek and visit the other titans down below. They were always thrilled to enjoy her presence for more reasons than one. Rhea was the mother goddess. As such, her presence eased labor like magic, and everyone wanted her nearby to assure their children would be welcomed to the world safely, easily, and with much love right from the start. Simply holding Rhea's hand made childbirth a peaceful, beautiful experience. And with more of those experiences, Rhea began to yearn for children of her own. Children that she could pass her life lessons onto. Children that she could care for and show nothing but love and affection. Children that she could deeply, truly nurture. It wasn't long after that Rhea gave birth to several of the Greek gods, Hestia, Demeter, Hera, Hades, and Poseidon came into the world immediately loved by Rhea. When she gazed upon her children, the amount of overwhelming love she felt was enough to shake the earth. She felt truly, for the very first time, she understood unconditional love. But, much like his father, Cronus did not share this feeling, and for a very similar reason. When he struck down his father with the help of his mother, he was warned of a prophecy, a prophecy that foretold one of his own children overthrowing him and becoming the ruler in his place. Cronus was a kind being, but he was a being who had gradually grown far too accustomed to the power of being a supreme god. The idea of losing that power was maddening to him, something he couldn't possibly fathom. And though he hated to do it, he knew what he had to do the moment he entered the room where Rhea was gathered with their children. Using his overwhelming power, 
Cronus opened his mouth and swallowed his children whole. Rhea watched, her mouth agape with shock, with devastation. She cried for Cronus to stop, for him to free their children. But her words fell on deaf ears. Cronus explained his reason for swallowing the children. He promised her it was necessary to keep their power. But the power no longer mattered to Rhea. Rhea knew that all she wanted in life was the love she had felt seeing her children. Cronus left her in the room alone to mourn the loss. Rhea knew that her children were trapped inside Cronus, that she could free them in time, but she knew she could not do it alone. The days passed slowly from then on. Rhea put on a loving facade with Cronus. She knew it was the only way she could do what she had to do. Soon, Rhea was due to have another child. Under no circumstances could she let Cronus swallow him as well. With every fake smile, with every pleasantry she exchanged with her husband, she was coming up with a plan to protect her son, no matter what the cost. Finally, it was time for Rhea to give birth to her youngest son. She gave birth to Zeus at the edge of the water at the base of the mountain. He was the most beautiful thing she had ever seen. She rocked him in her arms and looked at him as though he was the sun. She knew she couldn't lose him, and she knew she had to get her other children back from Cronus's belly somehow. With the help of her two servants, Rhea traveled to the island of Crete. She tiptoed over the smooth rocks of the beautiful landscape, making her way up to a cave tucked high in the mountains, overlooking the ocean. She pushed aside the curtain of moss protecting the cave from the sea breeze and stepped inside. She was delighted to find that the cave was not dark. In fact, it was rather beautiful. A gap between the rocks allowed a single, thick ray of sunshine to stream down through the ceiling. It glistened in the middle of the cave, like it was sparkling with a million diamonds.
Rhea saw it as a sign from the heavens, an invitation to put Zeus down to rest here. She kissed her beloved son's forehead, promising him that she would be back for him, promising him that in time he would be allowed to take his rightful place. Zeus cooed and grabbed her finger as she sat him down. There was already such strength in his grip, already a strange wisdom in his eyes. She bobbed him on the nose with a loving touch, urging him to try and be as quiet as possible to conceal his identity within the mountain. She put as many cozy creature comforts as she could inside the cave. There were covers, pelts, clothing that was infused with herbs to calm her son and bring him comfort. She assigned two of her servants to protect Zeus and the cave with all of their might. They agreed, touched to be in charge of such an important task. But it wasn't they who would nurture her son and raise him. Rhea called upon Amalthea, a goat-tending nymph from a nearby forest. She had a gentle nature, rivaled only by Rhea's own. She cared for her goats with nothing but tender care and affection, and she even had a golden goat said to have milk that could protect and give power to those who drank it. She begged Amalthea to raise her child with the same tenderness she showed all the creatures in her care. Amalthea bowed at the feet of Rhea and swore on her life that she would raise Zeus with unconditional love. Rhea sailed back from the island with haste. She knew she had to return before Cronus realized she was missing. When she stepped foot on the same beach she had delivered her darling Zeus on, she could see Cronus making his way down the long, winding path that led to the sand. But Rhea had a plan in place. She grabbed a heavy stone and wrapped it in a blanket, making it look like a child. She rocked the stone as convincingly as she could, even cooing it and brushing her hand over its smooth surface. Just as she expected, Cronus swallowed the rock hole, making it disappear into his stomach, just as he had with his other children. 
Rhea was relieved her plan had worked, and back on Crete, it was working even better than she had imagined. Amalthea took care of Zeus with immense compassion, patience, and love. Whenever Zeus cried, she would rock him for hours on end. Outside, a group of dancers would hit their drums and sing, drowning out Zeus's cries so his father would not hear from the mountain. And Zeus had a beautiful childhood on the island. Amalthea fed him the milk of her goats, helping him grow stronger and stronger with every passing day. At night, she slept with him in her arms. He nuzzled the soft fur of her goats, lucky to have comfort all around him. Rhea waited patiently on the mainland. Whenever she had a chance, she would visit her son and hold him. She knew one day he was destined to defeat his father and free his siblings, destined to change the world forever, to bring her family back to her. And sooner than she expected, that day came. Zeus grew into a strong young man with a sense of justice, and, much like his father, a hunger for power. He spoke with his grandmother, Gaia, who knew of all things on heaven and earth. She gave him a medicine disguised as food, medicine that would force Cronus to expel Zeus's siblings and weaken him. When Zeus arrived at the palace atop the mountain, Cronus didn't know who he was. Rhea, on the other hand, had to try her hardest not to look upon her son with love in her eyes. Zeus offered Cronus the medicine disguised as a food, and as soon as he did, Cronus expelled the stone that he thought had been Zeus all those years ago. Soon after, he brought forth the other children. They were full-grown, more powerful than Cronus ever would have expected them to be. Faced with the reality of what he had done, Cronus was frozen in fear, in regret. It wasn't long before a war broke out, a war between the gods, led by Zeus and the Titans, led by Cronus. In the end, just as the prophecy had foretold, Zeus was victorious. 
After so many years, Rhea was free of Cronus. She was reunited with her children, and the world she found herself in was brand new. She was relieved to be free of her power, relieved to be free of her tether to Cronus, a tether that had worn on her for years. She spent the rest of her life in service to the gods and the people of the world. She was sought after for comfort and love, like the mother goddess that she was. People prayed to her in moments where they needed warmth and comfort. She was present at the birth of Apollo, able to ease the pain of his mother, Leto. Leto's labor had been agonizing, drawn out by the vengeful goddess Hera, but Rhea was able to comfort her and bring her peace as she delivered Apollo into the world. Rhea couldn't stand to see anyone in pain, truly. During the Trojan War, she also rescued Creusa, Aphrodite's daughter-in-law, from slavery. When she looked upon the boats of those who had kidnapped Creusa, she transformed them into sea nymphs and gathered Creusa in her arms. But her kindness didn't only extend to women. Dionysus, her grandson, was inflicted with madness, yet again as a result of Zeus's infidelity and Hera's fury. Upon seeing him struggling, Rhea descended to the forest he found himself in and cured him of his madness. Knowing the young child had nowhere else to go, she gathered him in her arms and vowed to take care of him until he was grown. She tended to him day and night, showing him the way of the world and helping him become the god he eventually was. Rhea was a true mother goddess, full of kindness, a goddess who cared for all of those around her. Though she is not as well known as some other gods, Many of the more prominent gods and heroes relied on her innate kindness. It's said that even today, you can feel the warmth of her character and her compassion. Simply close your eyes and imagine her alongside you in times of trouble or distress you will find a sense of peace and warmth washing over you. I hope you have enjoyed this sleep story 
and it has brought you a night of peaceful, restful sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.